Hey, good morning. Thanks so much for joining us at Next Level Church Online. I'm Joseph McMurray, one of the pastors here at Next Level, and it's always a joy for me to get to share with you a message that the Lord has placed on my heart. Today, we're moving forward in this series, talking about the idea of community in a series called Where Everybody Knows Your Name. 21 years ago, I walked into a church on a Sunday morning looking for something. At that time, I was 23, about to be 24-year-old, single guy who had just moved to Charlotte because of a job. Now, even though at that time in my life, my journey with God wasn't really all that exciting, I felt the need to be surrounded by people who were at least trying to, quote-unquote, live right. I was alone, and I wanted to be around other people. I wanted an opportunity to form friendships and develop meaningful relationships. I had a thirst. I had a need for community. And in that church, I found it. Community is a word that gets thrown around quite a bit. And it's used to refer to many different concepts. There's the concept of community as it relates to a municipality. For example, the community center or community college. There's the concept of community as it relates to people who share similar interests, like the online gaming community. And there's a concept of community that relates to people who share similar ancestry, for instance, the Hispanic community. But the idea that I would like to share with you today is the concept of community as it relates to the way we engage together as believers, and for some of us, even as seekers. It's the church. I'd like, I'd like to do so by asking this question, what is community? Community is actually an idea that was laid out for us in the book of Acts, which is all about the first people to gather as believers. We, we refer to them as the early church. In actuality, if we were to examine the book of Acts and what it says about those people, our best description would probably be something like authentic community. Listen to what we find in Acts chapter 2, beginning in verse 42 through 47. It says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. These people whom we read about in Acts chapter 2, were, they were committed to the apostles' teachings, which, by the way, were the teachings of Jesus. The apostles were those who had been with Jesus and carried on his teaching to this whole new group of people. They were committed to fellowship. 
Pastor Clay talked about fellowship in in the the sermon last week. They they were committed to the breaking of bread, which could be something similar to what we celebrate with communion or really just sharing meals together. And they were committed to prayer. You know, that's one of the things that we are committed to here at Next Level because we believe that God hears and answers prayer. Prayer And for generation after generation after generation, followers of Jesus have been committed to prayer. That is an expression of our community. These folks shared their stuff. They were generous with one another. They took care of each other's needs. And even when it wasn't time to come to worship together, they hung out in each other's homes and they ate meals together. They enjoyed one another's company. They enjoyed doing life together. And I don't know about you, but that pretty much sounds like the community I've always wanted. Doesn't that sound like the community you've always wanted that your heart longs for to be connected to others who are moving in the same direction as you, who spend time together, who share life with one another? They experienced authentic community. Now, the Bible doesn't go into detail about some of the things that I wish it would, but you have to think that somewhere among these 3,000 or so people who had received the gift of the Holy Spirit, there had to be at least a handful of people that just grated on the last nerve of somebody. They were all Christ followers, but you, you have to believe that they were human too. It says they were together and had everything in common. It doesn't say they were all best buddies. It doesn't say that all 3,000 of them ate meals together in the same home. The people in the book of Acts experienced community in its most raw form. They were pioneers of community. So what is Community. Well, as it relates to this gathering of people, community is the church. The way that it was presented in Acts chapter 2. Now, I know that as 21st century Americans, we, we've somehow become programmed to think that the church is the building where people go to do things that relate to God. And I also know that for many of us who have been around the church for a while or, or for whom church has been a lifelong endeavor, we've been instructed that the building is not the church, but it's the people. But if we get real honest, when we think about going to church, we have a mental vision of a building, whether it's this one or one like it. In addition to the idea that we have uh, a limited view of the church in referring to a building as the church, I would also add that we can have a limited view in referring to the church as a body of believers. That's a a great description, but there is more to the church than even just this body that gathers together once a week. The Christian church, the, the Christian community, exists at two levels. First is the the universal Level. This includes anyone anywhere in the world who is related to Christ through salvation. 
It also includes all of those who have lived and believed and, and all who will live and believe. It is past, present, and future. The second is the, the local level, a group of people gathering just like we have gathered to participate in Christ-centered community. So community, as it relates to the church then, is a mixture of, of all people across the spiritual spectrum, and don't miss this, from those who don't believe a word of it, to seekers of Christ, to imitators of Christ, to followers of Christ, gathered in the name of Christ for the purpose of worshiping Jesus, encouraging others, using spiritual gifts and advancing the kingdom through sharing of faith. It's important to remember that, that this does include believers and, and some who may not believe. Why? Because that's reality. Not everyone who shows up at Next Level Church, not everyone who shows up in a life group is a Christ follower. Certainly not everyone who showed up for Peter's sermon in Jerusalem that we read in the book of Acts was a Christ follower. In fact, a church, a church community that truly is a New Testament community will have those present who don't believe. There will be many present who might believe, but who see things very differently than you do. What an amazing expression of our faith to be able to say to a brother or sister in Christ, hey, could you, could you tell me what you think about that and, and how you came to that conclusion? Because I don't see it that way. And then actually listen to learn, not just to prove your view. Wouldn't that be amazing? So let's answer the question again. What is community? Community in this context is a mixture of people all across the spiritual spectrum, gathered in the name of Jesus for the purpose of worshiping Jesus, encouraging others, using spiritual gifts, and advancing the kingdom through sharing of faith. The next question I would like to consider is, what makes a community authentic? It's a good question. The word authentic means something that is exactly as it appears or, or as it is claimed. I bought my wife's engagement ring based on a, a, a broker's claim that it was a one, carat, a one carat European cut diamond on a platinum band. And I believed it to be authentic. If when I took that ring to an appraiser, I found out that it was cubic zirconium on sterling silver, I would have felt scammed, completely ripped off. In such a case, that broker who sold me the ring would have made a false claim. His product would have been anything but authentic. Now, good news is it was authentic. It was exactly as I was told that it was. What is not authentic is fake. A community of Christ followers positions itself to be called authentic, not only when it does what it claims to do, but when it is who it claims to be. Here at Next Level Church, we often say that your story is safe here. And my experience, I hope yours as well, my experience is that this is true. 
No matter how many twists and turns your life story has taken, you can tell it in any one of our environments and you will be safe to do so without fear of judgment or rejection. Most often, when you share your story at Next Level, we have found you'll find someone else who might have been through something similar. Now, obviously not exactly the same as your situation, but similar. And that makes us authentic. That allows us to be authentic, genuine with one another. I think authenticity is the very thin line that separates the church as an institution from the church as a community. See, a church as an institution can claim to be a church when it does just a handful of things. When it, when it rightly administers the, the ordinances of baptism and communion. Yeah, that's a, that's a church, the institution. When it encounters the spoken, written, and living word of God. An institution, the church can do that. When it actively joins in the mission of God on earth. That is, that's an institutional function of the church. But as a community... The church is more than just an institution who can check off boxes. As a community, the, the church must be people gathered together who sharpen one another. Proverbs 18 says, just as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. A community of people sharpen one another. In order for something to, to be sharpened, it, it, it's, there's, there's got to be a little bit of, of contact Contact life on life. We sharpen each other. We, we carry each other's burdens. Part of being in a community is not walking alone, but instead having others to come alongside you and also being one who would come alongside someone else. Carry each other's burdens. In community, we love one another unconditionally. We mentor each other and confess our sins to one another. That's a part of being in community. Real life together is what fosters authentic community. And let me just call a time out and say that authentic community, true friendship, uh, true life-on-life -life heart connection is not something that is easily manufactured. You cannot expect to show up at a roundtable discussion or even at a life group and automatically have a connection with someone. This is something that is built up over time as we get to know one another, as we learn to trust one another. It can't be manufactured and you have to put in in order to get out. This real life together over time is what fosters authentic community. The last question I would like to consider is, what is my role, what is your role in authentic community? No matter where you find yourself, when it comes to your spiritual journey or, or your relationship with God, you have a crucial role in authentic community. Your role in authentic community is to be who you claim to be and to do so in the following ways. One, <clears throat> love with all you are. The people that you are in community with, the people that you engage with, love 
with all you are. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 and 39, in response to a question about what is the greatest commandment, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. As followers of Christ and as, as members of community, we need to love with everything that we are. Second, demonstrate the fruits of the Spirit. The Apostle Paul writes in Galatians about the, the characteristics that identify believers in Jesus. Galatians chapter 5, beginning in verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit. And then when you think about fruit, that's what grows on something that is healthy, right? Healthy trees bear fruit. Healthy followers of Jesus bear spiritual fruit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. What is your role in authentic community? It's to love with everything you are. It's to demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit to the people around you, those with whom you are encountering. Third, use your gifts and abilities to your utmost for God's glory. Here's, here's where it gets fun. Use your gifts and abilities. Not everyone has the same gifts. Not everyone has the same abilities. Not everyone has the same talents. Not everyone has the same type of personality. You are you. Use your gifts to foster community, to encourage others, to hold others accountable, to be a friend. God has given each of us gifts so that we can use them together to accomplish his purpose. In Ephesians chapter 4, Paul tells us, talking about Jesus, it was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors, teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. I don't know what your gift is. I don't know, I don't know what your interests are, but I do know this. If you would use what God has wired you with in concert with others to serve the church, the world, the community, you'll have opportunities to build that type of authentic community with others. Use your gifts. And then the fourth thing is, is to go. We, we are the authentic community, the authentic church of Christ when we carry with us this message of hope and love and peace. And when we do so in such a way that is engaging, not judgmental or pointing our finger at those around us, but, but loving and kind and good. You've been commissioned to go. You've been commissioned that as you walk along your journey, bring others along with you. Make disciples. Share the love of Jesus in your context. Matthew 28 Jesus tells his disciples before his ascension to the Father, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Your go, your, your, um, 
your living out of this great commission in your life might be to go somewhere far away. I have a nephew who just graduated from high school and is spending the next six months hiking around with a group of students sharing the gospel in villages in the Philippines. And it's amazing. Not all of us are called, not all of us have the opportunity to to take six months out of our lives and, and go minister to folks in villages in the Philippines. But every single one of us has been commissioned to carry the good news of the gospel with us as we go. Your go might be to the Philippines. It also might be to Monroe. It might be to Atrium Hospital or the car dealership or wherever it is you find yourself in your neighborhood. Wherever it is, you get to fulfill your role in authentic community when you raise the reputation of Jesus where you live, work, and play. That's your commission. That's your commission. Raise the reputation of Jesus where you live, work, and play. Be on mission to show people the love of Christ in the things that you do every day. Listen, you need community. We all do. In my household, there is a strong mix of extroverts and introverts, those who thrive on being around other people and those who, uh, for whom being around other people is just exhausting. But in our own ways, each of us has a strong desire for community, a strong desire for a sense of belonging, for a place where everybody knows your name. Oh, and guess what? A place where everyone knows your name also means it's a place where you know the names and the stories of others as well, and you contribute. You don't just consume. What is community? It is a mixture of people across the spiritual spectrum gathered in the name of Jesus Christ for the purposes of worshiping Jesus, encouraging others, using spiritual gifts, and advancing the kingdom through sharing of faith. What makes a community authentic? Not only when the community does what it claims to do, but also when it is who it claims to be. What is your role in authentic community? Your role is to love genuinely, to live generously, and use your particular gifts and abilities to your utmost, to the best you can, for God's glory. As the community is extended for the sake of Jesus. So 21 years ago, I walked into a church building looking for something. And I didn't know it at the time, but God would use the people of that community to sharpen me, to, to carry my burdens, to love me, to mentor me, to hold me accountable, and give me opportunities to do all of those things in the lives of others as well. In every phase of my life since then, I've been on the lookout for that sense of community. And listen, as we go through life, our plugged-in-ness in community ebbs and flows. There are times when, when it is just so good, and there are times when it just doesn't even feel like it exists there's an ebb and flow to community in our lives. 
But the bottom line is that community, real, authentic community, is something that God the Father desires for us to experience. It's something that he desires for you to experience. And my hope for you is that you have the opportunity to truly be a part of a community where everybody knows your name. Now, I have to give a shameless plug because life groups at Next Level Church are a good place to start if you'd like to see what community is all about. Now, I cannot guarantee that if you join a life group that you're gonna find authentic community and that everything will be perfect in your life. Because listen, you can't manufacture community. It has to be organic. The best you can do is give it a shot and put in as much as you expect to get out. You usually get out of it what you're willing to put in. So I can't guarantee that you are going to find authentic community if you participate in a life group. But I can guarantee that if you don't participate in a life group, you will miss out on a great opportunity to find community, to find the sense of belonging that your heart craves. So go to nextlevelchurch.org events. There's a list on that page of life groups that will be kicking off the week of September 25th and register today. My hope for you. Hey, listen, my hope for me, my hope for us is that together we can find authentic community, that we can enjoy life together just like those people in Acts chapter two who were committed to the apostles' teaching and the breaking of bread and to prayer and they gathered together to share meals in their homes and enjoyed each other as they walked together with Christ. Friends, that is community. That's what I want for us. Let's go get it. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. God, thank you that you have put us in places to be connected to others. You didn't intend for us to walk through this life alone. So Father, give us opportunities to form community with those around us. Give us opportunities to serve together, to laugh together, to share one another's burdens together. And as we do, Father, I pray that you would continue to, um, to grow our church, our communities, your kingdom, that the people around us would recognize your presence in our lives by the way we interact, by the way we demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit, by the way we love because you first loved us. So Father, may you be glorified as we experience community together. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for joining us this morning. I hope that there's something you have heard today that has struck a chord in your heart and inspired you, if you're not already plugged into a community somewhere, to find community in your area or right here at Next Level Church. I wanna encourage you to, to like this page, subscribe to our feed so that you can hear our messages every week. And if you would consider supporting the ministries of Next Level Church, you can give right here on our website, nextlevelchurch.org slash give. As we depart today, I just wanna read over you one more time, Galatians chapter five, verses 22 and 23. Paul writes, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
Against such things, there is no law. My prayer for you today is that you would be intentional about finding community and that as you interact and engage with others, you would demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit that others might see what Jesus has done in your life. Amen. Have a great day.